0: Welcome back to another edition of Billy West Live. It is a great privilege to welcome to the show today Troy Pradia and Helen Daniel Holman, uh, who are the attorneys representing the family of Ronnie Caldwell. Uh, Obviously, the the death of Mr. Caldwell has been in the news here in North Louisiana uh, in a lot of ways over the last several weeks, and these two attorneys have been hired by the family uh, to represent them. And uh, I reached out to them, and they were gracious enough to join me on Billy West Live and uh, Troy and Helen, thank you so much for sa- for taking some time to visit with me this afternoon. Thank
1: no you. Thank
0: you. Well, you're welcome. Troy and Helen, I, I I watched your press conference this afternoon, which would be Friday, October the 27th, and you indicated that y'all were in the process of preparing your lawsuit. So a couple of basic questions is when will you file it? Where will you file it? And who do y'all intend to name as the defendants to the lawsuit?
2: Well, <clears throat> We're expecting to file it in the next 10 to 14 days. Uh, we don't know exactly if we're going to file in the state or federal court at this time, that'll be a game time decision. And uh, there's a myriad of causes of action that we will bring uh, first and foremost negligence for the failure to uh, to act. And so that's right now, that's where we at right now. And so we're, at, we're doing research right now and you know we'll be doing research to, to the time we file it and so of course we have the opportunity to amend our law so that we need to add some additional parties but it's a work in progress right now
0: well i listened to your press conference this afternoon and certainly i heard uh, some of the names you mentioned as the defendants but for folks who are just hearing us for the first time by listening to the billy west live podcast can you tell us who you intend to name as the defendants to this lawsuit regarding the death of ronnie caldwell oh.
1: So absolutely, um, obviously, if you heard the podcast and you remember us saying that we felt like there were several failures to protect Ronnie Junior, and of course we started with NSU with the with the university um, because we felt like they were notified of everything that was going on and they uh, they failed they failed their duty to protect him. Uh, you also heard us mention uh, the quad, which is the student living apartment complex where Ronnie Jr. was residing at the time of his murder. Uh, And we feel like they also have liability. They too were made aware. Uh, Ronnie himself reported um, some incidents that uh, gave them information and belief um, to know. Uh, He also asked for them to move him. Uh, Nothing was done. We also feel like the quad could have taken some additional steps. Uh, with regard to just knowing who was on their premise, knowing a little bit more about uh, the gentleman who uh, was not a student to our understanding. He also was not an athlete, he was a resident, but I feel like they did not uh, take the necessary steps and they they obviously failed um, with that. In addition to that, and probably most importantly, you heard us mention Coach Laird, We feel like Coach Laird absolutely, uh, in a horrific way, failed Ronnie Jr. because he was notified by Ronnie's father, Ronald Sr. Um, He was aware. He had all the knowledge, and he did not act. He did not uphold his duty to protect Ronnie. And although he viewed him, uh, he said his words as a son or a son figure. He didn't act very fatherly to him. And so, as a result of that, uh, Coach Laird is at the top of the priority as far as uh, you know those who uh, we still failed to
0: protect Ronnie. I did want to ask you something that was said by uh, Mr. Ronnie Caldwell's father today at the press conference, and he said that once he called Coach Laird, that Coach Laird actually reached out to a marshal or a law enforcement officer on behalf of Ronnie Caldwell, and that that was then investigated. Is that? Accurate, or does that comport with the facts that y'all have learned through your discovery process so far? And if so, what came of that report?
2: So that's not factually, that's not correct. And so, is that not what the gentleman
0: said at the press conference? We
2: we actually can't
1: confirm or deny that, uh, Billy. Okay, uh, that's just that uh, we can touch. We can't confirm or. or or
0: denied. No, and I understand it's early in the process, but I, that was Mr. Caldwell's father, I think, that said that during the press conference, and it, it struck me as a question I thought was pertinent to ask um, y- y'all if you're going to make Coach Laird a defendant. That needs to be uh, investigated, if that's if that's accurate, and what came of that phone call. Um, a couple of questions that uh, seem to be stirring around Natchez, and again, there's a lot of conjecture. There's a lot of waiting uh, on the police department to finish their um, investigation. But at this time, no one's been arrested uh, for shooting Mr. Caldwell. And what has the family heard or learned from the investigators of, about the state of the investigation? Where does it stand insofar as there's not been a murder charge? Where, where, where are we with respect to that? Do y'all, do y'all have any information regarding that?
2: So Mr. West, I want to go back to what you said that Ronald Caldwell Sr. said. So I think sure. you you characterize what you heard, He did not say Coach Laird called the marshal. He said that his son made a report with the marshal.
0: Absolutely. Oh, thank you for clarifying that. We we want to make sure we get it accurate. But uh, then what happened with the the son calling the marshal? I think that that the way I understood it was on the 8th or the 9th. uh, He was unfortunately shot on the 12th, it seems like. But what what happened to that report? Do you all know anything about where that report went or what was it investigated and what happened?
2: We're waiting on the additional facts related to, uh, Ronnie Jr. reporting it to the marshal.
0: I understand. Then I go back to the question I posed. What, what, do y'all know? What does the family know about the state of the investigation as it relates to a murder allegation that I'm sure the family is making about how Mr. Caldwell died?
2: Well, uh, right now we know that they have two people as well, two people have been charged with gun possession and drug possession they are still doing an investigation to find out who actually murdered uh, Ronnie Jr. So that's all we know at this time. Um, and that's all we know. That's all we know at this time.
0: Right, and we don't want to speculate or accuse someone of, of, of murder without proof or facts or the allegations coming from the police. But the, the public reporting already shows that Ronnie was rooming and his roommate was John McIntosh, And Mr. McIntosh has been arrested for possession of illegal narcotics and possession of firearms while in possession of illegal narcotics. What does the family know about Mr. McIntosh and his possession of weapons and or possession of of narcotics while he was rooming with Mr. Caldwell?
2: Well, let's just I want to make this clear. We're talking about a quad. So Mr. McIntosh was not in the same room with Ronnie Jr., there are four separate rooms and one common area. So uh, Mr. McIntosh was in control of things around him and Ronnie Jr. was in control of things in his room. And so how Ronnie Jr. got there was he was moved there by the apartment people because he had mold in his prior apartment. So to our understanding uh Ronnie did not know Mr. McIntosh as far as we know it. So that's those are the facts surrounding uh, the, the living arrangements in the quad.
0: And how long had Ronnie actually been rooming with Mr. McIntosh before October the 12th?
2: We don't know the exact amount of time. All we know is that Ronnie Jr. was moved because he was getting, becoming ill from the mold in his prior apartment.
0: And that, did I understand that that allegation of mold in the apartment was made in uh, March of this we year?
1: We can't confirm that uh, either. It's still part of the ongoing investigation. And as we get more information on it, Billy, we, we're happy to share. We just don't have it right now. I, but
0: but Ronnie's family has not told you that he was living with Mr. McIntosh for months?
2: Well, you know, that's something that we need to confirm. Uh, that's, an you know... Sure. That's out there. But we, we don't want to say yay or nay about that until we know for sure.
0: No, no. Very well. Uh, certainly. I understand that. The other person who's been arrested in connection with the investigation of Mr. Calwell's death is Maurice Campbell, uh, who also has been charged uh, with possession of illegal narcotics, possession of a firearm while in possession of illegal narcotics. But interestingly, he's also been charged with obstruction of justice. Mr. McIntosh was not charged with obstruction of justice. And before I ask the question or pose the question to you, Maurice Campbell lived in the 800 block of the building And Mr. Caldwell and Mr. McIntosh lived in the 100 block of the building. But what do either of you know about the obstruction of justice charge? That really struck me as something that needs to be um, discussed.
1: And so, Billy, I agree. It needs to be a part of the discussion, unfortunately, because the investigations that we're involved in are ongoing. We're just unable to give additional information on them at this time. So... We're happy to take the
0: next question. No, no problem at all. And I, I appreciate that and understand the non-answers. But I, I, I do have two questions of a legal nature. What, what actual breach of a duty that Brad Laird owed to Mr. Campbell, are y'all going to allege, actually occurred? Just the failure to report when he got a complaint? Yes. Yeah. W-
1: Billy, whenever we... Uh, have the pleading drafted. We're happy to forward a courtesy copy of it to you so that you can see the uh, the type of detail that you're seeking in this question, uh, how it's split uh right now we're not wanting to answer to anything that could jeopardize the outcome of our case and i'm sure that you can understand that very well uh coming from your position and so if these are not intentional non answers uh as many of these uh, that we can provide we will it's just that you uh you know you started off sure. very strong going for the questions that are at the very heart of the investigation and so by because that's still pending we just we don't want to jeopardize anything and, and we're not going to do that to no. the family but so we're So that if we can answer, we will uh, move forward.
0: As a lawyer, I understand that. But Y'all called the press conference this afternoon and made these allegations against Coach Laird. And I I just want to be fair and give you an opportunity to to detail exactly what those duty breaches were uh, of of what you're claiming he did or did not do that led to the demise of Mr. Caldwell. And And I guess the other thing, and you got this question during the press conference, but again, for those who are listening to the podcast for the first time, uh, the question was posed to each of you about the fact that Mr. Caldwell was not killed on campus. This was an off-campus private property. What is your theory of negligence against Northwestern um, about what breach of duty they had to Mr. Caldwell that led to his demise?
1: Billy, I'm afraid that I'll have to provide you with the same answer uh, to that question as well. I'm very happy to send you over a copy of the pleading uh once it's drafted um, I just I can't go into detail about that either no problem Um, but in response to the initial part of your question about us calling the conference yes we absolutely did Um, and it really was in response to coach Laird's resignation that is very recent in fact it took place on yesterday and so we held the press conference in direct response to that because the family did want to share uh, facts that weren't available to the public. And those facts were uh, directly related to the things that you heard us uh, discuss during the conference, but most specifically, uh, the part about him having knowledge and also being asked by Ronald Senior to take his son away from that apartment complex and put him into a hotel until he could safely come, uh, like keep his words and, and protect and provide for his own son. Uh, that did not happen, Coach Laird um, took that call with Ronald Sr., but he made no such response. In fact, you heard his dad um, state that the very next call he got from him was a call uh, to tell him about the unfortunate death and murder yes. of his son. And so uh, that that was the purpose of today, along with the fact that we are seeking accountability we are seeking justice and just to give a shell and an overview. And I know you can respect that as well um, of what direction we're going in as well as our position that these failures occurred.
0: Uh, Of course. And I I certainly respect that. I want to invite both of you to come back on once you get your lawsuit filed and you have a little more time to to detail, you know, and finish your investigation. I I did want to give an opportunity for y'all to speak on behalf of the family to address his former teammates and say, I mean, did the family want Northwestern to continue uh, the football season almost as a tribute to Ronnie, or were they even questioned or asked about whether or not that was appropriate?
2: Well, that's something that we didn't even discuss. As you can imagine, they are suffering right now. They're sad. They have so many emotional uh, things going on with them. And so that's something that we didn't even discuss. They just lost their son, and sure. they will ne- never come back. And um, that's just something they, they didn't discuss.
0: I understand. I, I, I guess in fairness, I, I just was asking if any teammates, because a lot of them came to the funeral. I think even Coach Laird um, gave part of the eulogy. Is that is that correct at the funeral?
2: I don't know that he gave the eulogy. He made some statements at the funeral on behalf of the football program and uh, Ronnie Jr., who's, uh, you know, who was his uh, player, but right. I don't think he – gave
0: a eulogy. I understand. Well, look, I appreciate y'all taking some time to visit with me and cover some of these, uh, you know, again, this is uh, sort of breaking information. I'm sure y'all are waiting for the finish of the investigation with the police departments here in Louisiana. But again, Troy Pradia and Helen Daniel-Holman, I I appreciate y'all taking some time to visit with me this afternoon on Billy West Live to discuss these uh, breaking news events uh, surrounding Northwestern State football and, unfortunately, the death of Ronnie Caldwell. I really appreciate y'all spending some time with me this afternoon. Thank you very much for joining me on Billy West Live. Thank you.